amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media? Source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Welcome to From the Back Tees, a podcast where we tee it up from the back every week. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the From the Back Tees podcast, the podcast that is From the Back Tees, and that is our new intro song. I hope you enjoy it. Uh, really makes me chuckle. Hopefully, I can <clears throat> keep my shit together. Uh, I'm your co-host, Jerry Lou, and with me, as always, is Zach Pencer. Zach, how are we doing today, buddy? I'm doing pretty good, and now, unfortunately, with no, uh, no, uh, now I'm completely blanking on the movie. Caddyshack? No Caddyshack. I no can't put it to you for the tagline, but I'm doing pretty uh, good. That's okay. We can just wrap it up. We have an out. We have outro music, so uh, we can always, um, uh, you know, use the be the ball reference. We are <laughs> like, getting fancy. <laughs> outro music. Well, hey, as you told me, we are a podcast that is a top 1,000 sports podcast. Wherever you download podcasts, I'm sure. That's where you hit, that's where, where I I need a sound drop board. That's the next thing. I'll get that on my phone. Want something else? I just found out today. It was breaking news for live reaction. We're a top fifteen golf podcast in the United States. <laughs> I don't know how many golf podcasts there are, but there's we're top a ton. 15. Well, okay. I don't know if there's a ton, but oh, okay. Gun to your head. How many golf podcasts can you name right now? Like three. What What are they? <laughs> no laying up. The Barstool Boys. Yeah. Some fantasy, like daily fantasy golf podcasts. And okay. ours, four. Okay. Yeah, I knew you were going to say ours. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, there's uh, the fried egg. There's the woke yolk. Um, there's, it's not to say like, you know, <clears throat> I could probably name 10 if I really, really had okay. time. And that's all we were doing. But so to be top 15, that's part of my joke would be like, uh, what? <laughs> but. But uh, no, that's that's wonderful. You know, we're um, I know I'm getting lots of uh, fans on Twitter, which I really, really appreciate. I just penciled in another request uh, coming up in late March. So uh, thanks to Twitter, I got a request in November, December, a re-request in uh, January for uh, Captain Kramer. And uh, February, I'm going to Texas for a wedding or California or somewhere. And then March, I have another request. So things are kind of filling up nicely in between. But uh, uh, going real quick, going back to our intro song, big thank you. I'm at least going to say a big thank you to Ty uh, from the Sports Travel Radio uh, uh, Podcast Network. Uh, he does the Dingers podcast, amongst others. And uh, Tyler Childs, who you can find him on Twitter, at Tourney Boss. Uh, he and I were uh, – I don't know if he shared with you, Zach. We were uh, messaging on Twitter the other day He sent, when he sent me those links for the uh, intro and outro music, and he said – I heard this is criteria for you to become part of the club. And I'm just like, yes, 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 yes. I felt like Will Ferrell in the, the office when he said he's going to win Dwight over and he just runs out there and going, yes, 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 yes. yes <laughs> that was criteria yes, 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 number yes. one. Well, and I, it took me, I had to reread the text like three times, to like get the wording right to be like, what the hell is he talking about? I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, the part where I insisted on music. That was our selling point. That's all we needed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a good negotiator, maybe. But uh, but that being said, thank you very much, Ty. And Zach, you actually met with the guy. You can you can tell us a little bit about that. How'd that all go? Yeah, so it's awesome. So 
for those who don't know, we switched over to the sports radio network, which is run by Ty, and they have a couple other podcasts. They have the Dingers pod. You're kidding me. So we are not uh, – I was about to say big heads, but they never, like, followed me on Twitter or talked to me, so I'm glad I didn't say that. <laughs> yeah, that, no, was, exactly. that was shortly. Sorry. Thanks, guys. Uh, <laughs> there should be some, some big things coming. We definitely – we're on the – we're aligned the same. We have some plans for hopefully some events. That would be the dream that we could even do a, a live podcast eventually, have oh, people come out to an event, organize some sort of unique tournament kind of thing. Because that's and sort of their background. Wouldn't that be sweet if possibly somehow we could do it? Say now, I know since you're you you're Canadian and I'm American, which makes us both have Z's in terms of citizenship here, or whatever, we gotta pick where we're gonna have some of these events now, as much as I'd like to say we let's go to my backyard and stomping grounds, abandoned dunes or abandoned crossings. My house can only facilitate uh, I don't know. I could sleep about four or five extra bodies. I mean, in terms of room, but that's about it. Uh, that being said, um, what, do, what did you have in mind? Or what did so you guys talk about? It would almost for sure be in the U.S. and some places they have connections with. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say it for everyone, but hint, it's definitely some very famous courses that have hosted major events. Really? Not wow. Augusta, sadly. Well, that's, I, yeah, sorry. That's kind of... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, that, that's that's always going to kind of be like the Hope Diamond. Like, you think you're going to make off with that thing. Which, by the way, have you have you ever been to Washington, D.C.? Have I? Uh, I have yes. twice, but not for too long. Did you go to wherever they – sorry, I love Washington, D.C. and the Smithsonian and the mall, but – excuse me. I, uh, I for some reason, am blanking on what building it's in. Um, Museum of Natural History. No, I don't know. Anyways, have you seen the Hope Diamond? I did, actually. Aha. Aha. Wait, no, I'm looking at your face, and, uh, and that is the face of somebody who did see the Hope Diamond, but they forgot about it, because when you see it, it really, it's not, obviously not about the size, but I mean, it's really not anything to write home about. No, so, nothing uh, special anyway. at all. Yeah, sorry, tangent. So, uh, so yeah, we're part of Sports Travel Radio. Love those guys. Dingers Pod, I they inspire me. Like I'm I'm actually Dingers is a is a fantasy baseball podcast and I'm bummed that like even though baseball is postseason lives on right now as we speak. Last I checked, Dodgers were up two zero over the Nats. Four <laughs> zero. Oh Bob Live update. Well see, we got a problem. Our that means our MLTV just uh, MLB TV just expired. And they don't have postseason, or at least it wasn't included in our season package, quote unquote. So we gotta we're scrambling to watch these games because uh, Jennifer's a huge Braves fan. Uh, God rest her souls tonight, and I'm a huge Dodger fan. So uh, things are things are about to get hot. Uh, but that being said, I just um, stream everything illegally. I, Not a big deal. It's you know what it. If we win the World Series this year, I'll, I'll do it. I'll, I'll take that sacrifice, and then I'll never watch again. I got that. But uh, but yeah, they, I really enjoy. They got at least four different podcasts on there, but I mostly divulge in the Dingers, uh, the fantasy baseball podcast. I caddied for Ty and his friend uh, to catch some people up, and his friend uh, Matt Smith, or Smitty as I heard him call him, uh, they came to Bandon, and uh, and we hit it off pretty good from there. Um, that being said, uh, I actually, real quick, I did uh, the uh, Wednesday match podcast with Ricky Potts. Uh, we did it last night. I guess it's going to be, uh, we're recording tonight on Thursday, the 3rd. And um, whenever this drops, who cares? You guys will listen to it when it drops. Uh, the um, He said his is going to drop next Wednesday. And we had a really great time. It took an hour. He was, and I was there, uh, mostly he was uh, asking me abandon uh, and cat and caddy questions and Bannon Dunes questions, but he did ask me about uh, from the back tee stuff, Zach, and you have been on this podcast too before. So not to really bore everyone or like go back in circles with that, but ultimately I didn't really spend too much time talking about from the back tees on that podcast. Uh, I was mostly trying to educate people about like how caddies and golfers should treat each other and et cetera, so forth. But ultimately I did mention that like, if you're good at networking or like networking, it's a really good job because that's how you and I got introduced to each other December of last mm -hmm. year. I mean, hell, you and I still haven't even known each other for 10 months yet. And like, I mean, that's really fun how you were already sending out that stated union message via Twitter to everybody talking about like, you know, Hey, this is what I, I like, like what you see right now and, and then what we're going to do. And it was, it was perfect. So. Spot on. <laughs> Spot on Jerry. Lou. 
excuse me, I got to, uh, we, uh, we thought we were going to have Andrew, one of our latest additions to the team, uh, uh, Dumblefore come on tonight. Uh, we missed him or he missed us. Uh, something came up. But uh, yeah, I I, uh, I drew a very very tall. You see this this, this big mason jar. Of, oh wow! Uh, Ready to go, Jack and Coke. Well, I was gonna sit back and let the guy vamp. Like whenever we have uh, our boy Tucker on, or um, or when we get Nolan on. I mean, I like having Nolan on as a semi regular because he uh, we do a pretty good uh, menage a three way or however it's pronounced. So uh, let's never say that again. Uh, hey, I saw a picture of you in a uh, in a hot jacket. You love it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now you have this thing of my girlfriend and you tweet each other and she plays Pokemon Go with Nolan. <laughs> That's perfect. That's really good. Uh, as as we should all have these like crazy random relationships. I just feel bad for her name's Maggie, right? Yeah, her birthday yeah, today. She, she wanted the shout out. Shout out, I was going to say, yeah. Sure. Uh, well, I didn't know when exactly her birthday was because uh, to be fair, she uh, kept talking about it for days leading up to it. And I was just like, how old is she returning? Uh, 24. Does she listen to the podcast? She does. Our number oh, one hi. fan. Happy birthday. Um, Mazel tov. Congratulations. Mazel tov. Uh, uh, well, yeah. Yeah, she earned it. Uh, she was around for another year. It's a, you know, it's a legitimate number. Um, <laughs> I forgot. I forgot what I was going to say. I, I got off track. Oh, <laughs> The poor girl. The poor girl tweets a lot. <laughs> she tweets a oh, lot. Long. I see them all. I don't like everything. I just like the one a day that I think pertains to something that I might be able to like converse with her about. And it's pretty funny because I love her angle and your angle and your perspective because it's like, oh my god, it's I have a pair of friends, one of each gender, who are exactly ten years younger than me, and it all like on paper translates exactly into like what we were into, what we've seen, what we haven't seen. It's just like it all makes perfect sense. Yet we're all about like, oh well, fuck it. Then we'll watch Wayne's World. Who cares? I mean, it's just like, yeah. I mean, no, the whole point of like, getting fan. caught up. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, no, she what she was doing was, I, I just now remembered she she was falling into the pitfall that I hate about people who make a big deal about their birthday. So she kept talking about it for like four yeah. days up until today. And yeah, God bless you, Maggie. Uh, but at the same time, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's something I see like bored sixty-year-old ladies do too, and it's not good. That's why I don't like Facebook. It's just. Like, like, remember Michael Scott when he's like, someone brought in donuts for my birthday, and he's just sitting there waiting for people to come in just to pay attention. He brought the donuts in. Oh, I hate birthdays. I don't want anyone to know. Look, I always say us as human beings should have, like, an achievement day, Zach. I think uh, <laughs> it's something you did where it was, like, your day you got sober or the day you, like, uh, like accomplished this or got that or whatever. We can have achievement day. And as far as birthday goes, I, on my birthday every year, I usually do whatever my mom wants. Like, she always wants to see me. We always, like, go out and have a good time. But ultimately, I'm like, no, no, no. I was the one who was stuck in your vaginal canal for a long time. That is not – my birthday has nothing to do with me. I just I just showed up and I didn't die. I mean, that was essentially – that's all, that's all I did. Like, because my birthday is coming up in early December. That's all I did 35 years ago was I just showed up and I kept breathing. <laughs> And my mom, she she's catching up on the podcast, and she really, oh, shout out to you, uh, Zach. She uh, she actually texted me a few days ago saying that she hadn't actually been to our website before, and she said it's a really slick setup. And I kind of like, I didn't text her back, but I want to text her back. No shit, <laughs> like I mean, it's like if you want to exist currently on the internet, it's not the there isn't any like cardboard facades on the internet. I mean, you can as long as you know what you're doing, you can have a slick setup and like look legitimate or whatever. So WordPress. Yeah, yeah, WordPress. That's very good. Uh, Great I gift. I always, I just give you a Jeff Goldblum page. Ah, yes, yes. WordPress. <laughs> WordPress. Yes. <laughs> um. Anyways. Uh. So yeah. Uh. Yeah. Happy birthday, Maggie. That's adorable. Now that I know today is officially your birthday. <laughs> oh yeah. What'd you get her? Uh. I can't tell you because she's going to find out. She's going to listen to this before I see her to give her the gift. Killer. Well, then, uh, oh, hey, well, then, funny story. Uh, since uh, today's uh, Thursday the 3rd, tomorrow's Friday the 4th, and my girlfriend Jennifer, uh, hey, you can follow her on Twitter, at LadyLinksGolfer, except she doesn't tweet anything. She just usually likes everything that I post. Um, she was the first to like that AOC uh, thing that I put up that, like, way fire. Like, and she was the first one to like it, and that... That's what told me when I was out in the living room playing video games that, oh, she's awake now. And then that, <laughs> next thing you know, like 400 likes later, I was like, oh, shit. 
But um, anyways, uh, her birthday is uh, December, excuse me, rewind. Her birthday is October 4th, tomorrow. And oh uh, I got her her birthday present already because I told her when we get it, I want her to open it right away so we can enjoy it together. But uh, she's a huge fan of the Big Bang Theory. So I got, uh, who, who isn't? You know, they're like the Beatles. Like, if you have ears, soul, absolutely. Oh, it, you cannot hate on the Big Bang Theory. Like, I, I even try to find it tropey. It, 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 even when it is tropey, it's still hilarious. Oh, Probably because, as I've told you before, I am an inner nerd. Like, I was one of those guys back in the day, and 15 years ago, nerds weren't getting laid. And now, like, it, now, like some nerds are getting laid, and it's a cool thing. And it really, I, I don't want to say it pisses me off, I'm irked, but I know times change. It's no big deal. Things are different. But I mean, at the same time, I'm just like, I was exactly like that back in the day. And it scared everyone away as it, I thought that's the way it goes, as it should. So I ditched the Star Trek card club, I, you know, et cetera, so forth. But anyways, I got her seasons one through 11 on Blu-ray of The Big Bang Theory. Oh, so wow. we've been, uh, and that's actually, like, we've seen The Office on streaming on Netflix. God, we've watched it beginning through end like five times in a row now. Like, it's getting to the point where she's, getting better than me at like quoting and predicting like even the casual banter That's lines. Big. Congrats to her if she could quote oh, yeah. better than you. Oh yeah. With the best of them. We we also do Parks and Rec, but we've watched that a zillion times too. Oh, so now just right. uh, now and, and since like the Big Bang Theory is such a good show and it's just now wrapping up, but it's still like they're on syndication on there, so they can call their own ball. They're not streaming fuck anywhere. So I uh, went on to Amazon Prime and for God, eleven seasons on Blu-ray, it was ninety five bucks. I think that was more than worth it. And she, it's her favorite show all the time, I think. So, and out of all her favorites, that's what I like the most. So, good gift, Jerry. Ah, thank you. (laughs) Well, I told her to pick up some slippers for house shoes, but she's procrastinating on that. So, (laughs) meanwhile, I went and bought uh, golf pads that uh, one said titties, but it was in the Titleist font. And then uh, another one said cocaine and hookers. That was your gift to yourself. Well, you know, I, I about once every couple of weeks, I'll literally go into Amazon Prime and in the search bar, and I call it Amazon Prime because there's a difference, folks. There's a difference. If it doesn't arrive to me in two days, I don't want it. I've come, I've become ugly American like that, and uh, I, I love the convenience. So I hit that I filter, it. and so when I type into Amazon search bar, I'll just type in funny golf hats like once a week or once a month just to see what's out there. And if it's something's out there that's like kind of goofy or stupid or shitty and it's under 20 bucks, I'll buy it. I'll buy it and I'll wear it once or whatever. This last time I broke 80 at the crossings, um, I was wearing it, like I said in that tweet, I was wearing a t-shirt. I forgot to mention everyone, I was also wearing a green poker visor. I was really dicking off that day and I still shot, like I posted a 78, like Zach, I've been playing some good golf lately. Like it's time. Yeah, I, 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 don't know, I don't know what to do with it, but it is time. <laughs> it's time. I don't know what it, I don't know what to do. Like it's like this one kid I was caddying with recently. He said he just uh, got his handicap to a plus two, and I just kind of looked at him and went, "You son of a bitch! I just got my handicap to like a five, and I feel like I could take anyone down right now." Like I sincerely look at him going, "Like you're plus two, prove it." Because right now, I, it's just my I'm making my the whole like I, I still tell tell you folks, it's all between your ears. I make sure my misses don't hurt me too much, and they haven't. And like I I played nine at Bandon Dunes, uh, the front nine uh, last night. I shot a 40, four over. That's not very good with two pars and two birdies. But I birdied both the par fives and I was canning every every single putt. It was rainy and windy and shitty, but I was canning every putt I saw earlier that day. The guy I caddied for, uh, Zach, by the way, real quick, I'll just tell you, my last couple of weeks at work, I have had some shitty, shitty shithead people. And as it's been leaking out on Twitter, I'm sure you've seen. And it's, it's, just, it's just such a shame because it's, it's a total help me help you. I want people to have a good time. You have a good time and you might have a couple partisan birdies. You're just going to have a better memory. You're going to have a great time. You're paying a lot of money to come out here. The royal you, all, the, all you folks that go to Bandon Dunes. But overall, I just was like grinding on these, just these people who, it was ironic. The only thing good about the job was they're paying pretty well. But needless to say... I'm on this new job that I just jumped into the middle of. And yesterday, the fellow I was with, he was, t- I overheard him talk about like, he's like, yeah, I shot 95 at Bandon Dunes, not that good or whatever. So I was kind of gauging like, okay, gauging his game, like, okay, he shot 95. He seems semi-disappointed. This guy is probably like a 10, 15 handicap. Okay, I didn't get that. 
he proceeded the I can't from it Bannon Trails. He proceeded to shoot a 77 with three birdies, which is a personal record for himself. And he almost had four because he birdied. And anyone who knows Bandon Trails knows what I'm talking about. He birdied number nine, the number one handicap par five hole. He birdied number 10, which is a, usually a tough par five, but we had a reverse win. So he went driver wedge. Normally it's driver four iron. And then he had an 80 foot putt on number 11 for another birdie that was online and stopped two goddamn inches short of the cup. And he would have had, as I've told other caddies, it's hard to impress caddies at the shack. I saw a lot of eyebrows go up when I told him my man the other day, yesterday went birdie nine, 10 and damn near birdie 11 at trails. Everyone's just like, really? I mean, that's, that's a, like, I, I can't remember if I've ever birdied three holes in a row before. He certainly said he's never done that before. I certainly have not. Well, but anyways, uh, yeah, that's, I'm, and then, so I thought I was going to be catting for him again today. I was not, but uh, I only brought that up because I was reading his putts. Great. He probably had like, 25 putts on the round probably less and then when I played nine holes uh for my nine holes I think I had 10 putts maybe 11 like I was just stroking it I mean it was just it was just in the zone it happens sometimes you see ball hit ball it's it's in between your ears you know anywho you're not you're not playing any golf now like your golf shut down in Canada right I know it's done I'll be playing over Christmas break that's my next chance down in Florida. Yeah. Fair. Um, so let me ask you, uh, let's educate the, um, uh, us, uh, my Yankee half of the crowd here real quick. Uh, what's, uh, what would you say is the last viable time of what month to play golf in oh, Canada? Oh, God, you can't ask me this question. I'm so bad with dates and anything. No, what, okay, let me rephrase that. Like, what week of what month is it that you can pretty much pencil in where it's just like, oh, yeah, this is like, like kind of, let me put it this way. Uh, the club that I'm a part of, the Elks Club here at the, in Coquille, they uh, we extended our men's league an extra month because participation was good and weather was good. But right after they extended a month, it was going to stop on like October 1st. No, excuse me, September 1st. Uh, we got a rainstorm come in like uh, September 7th, and that just destroyed the course and we played for the rest of the month. But for I would say for us, it's like, yeah, come October 1st, you're not – from October 1st till, oh, my God, June 1st, you're not going to see me play at my club. It, just because for that long of the year, I just, it, it's too wet. The conditions there are too terrible. And I, that's it, just no thank you. Hmm. I would guess, I don't know when the late, probably mid October. Yeah. So you can still, well, and I know it's also depending on where you are in Canada and there's lots of places in Canada that have latitude. I'm not that dumb. Yeah. Well, but, I'm saying like to Ontario, Quebec area. Okay, so longer basically all year. Okay, you know what's interesting? I mean, I've been trying to extrapolate this, and this can probably help some people at home a little bit. I would say, especially when it comes to America, I can't vouch for Canada whatsoever, but uh, on the west coast of America, you can play year round golf, whether it's it obviously is uh, south of San Diego all the way up to Puget Sound and uh, in Seattle. You can play golf year round in Seattle, it doesn't snow in Seattle, it's or, or really, it, it shouldn't. I know there's a bunch of people who are like global warmists who are punching their dashboards right now. I'm kidding. But all that being said, like, yeah, it does snow in Portland sometimes, but you, you can play Christmas Day. It'll probably just be 40, 45 degrees and raining if it's not like really crappy. It's just, I mean, I don't know. When I lived in Maryland, I played golf in 20 degree weather and I, and I actually hit a golf ball the wrong way on the first hole and hurt my hand so bad that I was just like, okay, I get it. I'm done. I found the threshold. Oh, God. That's it. Done. So, well, I was curious because, I mean, I, I have a lot of friends on Twitter. I seem to have a, a pretty solid following from Canada as well. Um, uh, hey, buddies, all you fellas out there. And, but I also have, like, a following a bit from uh, Wisconsin, too. So, or, or like, the um, upper Midwest. And that being, which is, you know, America's Canada, so to speak. And uh, that being said, like, those guys definitely have a golf season. A lot of the people I see... They have rituals that, that, like, as the season winds down and as the season kicks back up again. I see people who are like, oh, every year they regrip their clubs and it's like a ritual, like every March. And it's just like, oh, that's cute. Because part of me is just like, oh my God, I need to regrip my clubs. I've been like driving with these same grips for like 10 years now. Oh my God. Like, it just because I play every week, I play all the time. It's, it's tough. But I mean, and, and especially, I'm sorry, Zach, like I said, I, like I was talking to uh, Ron Mintz and, uh, and John uh, Tripsky, um, our writer fella, uh, our LPJ writer friend on our team, uh, 
they were talking about that that comment Brooks Kepka made, uh, and and he even said they. I remember John to some certain degree said that uh, Brooks has to realize he's a role model and he needed to act as such. I agree. That's why I said I agree 100. percent I but I know that like a lot of sports stars don't have the personality for that. Like Charles Barkley said that before historically back in the day it was just like I, I'm not no role model, I'm no dummy or whatever. That, that was a terrible Charles. That was more like Kermit the Frog. What the yeah, fuck? much more like Kermit the Frog. Excuse me. Um, <laughs> uh, anyways, but I, I I told them like I agree about everything that they're saying about Brooks Kepka. But I also put a caveat that the second I started getting a little arrogant with my game, it's really taken off. I don't know what to tell you, folks. And you know what? I'm not going to stop because playing good golf is a lot of fun. I haven't been to the range once this year. My handicap's gone down from a 10 to a 5 easily. And I literally, all I do, Zach, is I just roll out of the car and go to the bar, have a couple pints or a couple scotches, and then just go play 18 holes and break 80 now. And, and then that's it. No range, no nothing. And I just throw the clubs back in the trunk and be like, see you guys next week or six days or five days. And then I just go back out and, and, and stuff the 77 in the bag and just be like, oh, look, look at that. I mean, What's your low round? My lowest round ever was a 74 at Encinitas Ranch. And they, it's, that's not really it down in Southern California, in North San Diego County. Um, Encinitas is a, uh, a great community just north of Del Mar and just south of Carlsbad. So it's between two very expensive communities, except the real estate's actually, honestly, by beachfront California standards, not that like gaggable. It's very reasonable. Like it's still millions of dollars, but it's not zillions of dollars. Not tens of uh, but millions of dollars. They have an 18 old, they have an 18 old golf course there that charges like a hundred bucks for 18 holes in a cart. But uh, when you, I worked outside services there for a minute when I was in between good jobs and uh, I shot a 74 there once i don't remember that round much i i I remember grinding out like six pars in a row in the end because i knew i was two over and i was freaking out because at that point i'd only shot 79 like twice in my life and once was from like the mid tees so that really didn't count so to speak but all that being said um that was the canadian gestapo coming to pick you up (laughs) yeah you hear it i didn't know oh no i was i was just curious because when i heard the noise i was just some some different countries there whether it's like maybe a a medical unit or like a police unit or whatever or a fire truck like they have different sounds and like uh who, who who's the one that has like the police cars it's like eh, 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 eh. that might be a family guide episode well yeah, amongst other things yeah <laughs> okay we gotta we gotta get to some golf talk because we have a couple good stories yeah absolutely absolutely i'll tee you up on the first one Okay, what do you got? We discussed this before. This is what Andrew Dumbledore wrote about, is this guy Bio Kim in Korea, who oh, yeah. mid-backswing, or someone must have yelled in his backswing, and after the backswing, he just flipped the it bird the, off to the crowd. Some, somebody had a camera uh, phone. They were taking a picture, and it just it, it wasn't on vibrate. It was, wasn't on vibrate, just so it had a loud shutter noise. And he gave the finger to that fan. Suspended three years. Okay, let's unpack this for a second. First of all, folks, I know I can be a little bit of a like totalitarian sometimes, and I'm really sorry. I, I'm one of those people where it's just like, yeah, so five of you don't get to fly with your service animals. Maybe we shouldn't just let animals on planes anymore at all. I'm sorry to you five people. We'll buy you a limo maybe, but sorry. Equal, I guess I hate to say it, equality isn't equal. It's never going to be equal. You know, Some of us need to get on with our lives, and you're ruining it for everybody. That being said, I am one of those people where my phone just lives on vibrate. My phone has never, ever, ever lived not on vibrate. I am not attached to my phone. Yeah, it's always nearby. Usually I'm on it playing a game or something or like checking Twitter or emails or stuff like that while I'm watching TV or when I'm at work sometimes. But other than that, it's like I can set it down and if it were to go off on vibrate and I didn't see it for half an hour, it's not the end of the world. So I am one of those people who I hate to say it, where it's like, if you don't have your phone on vibrate, at least sometimes, if not always, you're a monster. You're, you're, just, you're, a, complete, you're a complete monster. What, the, the vibrate setting is perfect for all of us to not interrupt other people. And this guy didn't have that vibrate setting on his phone, goddammit. And ultimately, Zach, what do, you, what do you think of the suspension, honestly? I mean, there's good and bad news. Good news, he wasn't in North Korea, because that would have been <laughs> Okay, that's good. 
That is good news. <laughs> Bad news. <laughs> this would probably be like a $4,000 fine in America, but this guy's done for three years. He, he also just fully accepted his punishment. Maybe he, like, he obviously clearly knew that they're very harsh or something. Because isn't this this guy's livelihood and he's just accepting that he's done for three years? 100%, but also at the same time, I don't know the exact numbers, but he was he's number one on the Korean tour. Like, he's he's their guy. He's the guy. So I, I kind of look at it like, well, that's kind of like eat your own baseball, where it's just like, hey, bud, you can simply walk over to another country, i.e. America, and play the PGA tour where all the stars shine and all the money is mostly made or Corn Ferry or whatever. I mean, hell, the Corn Ferry guys are making three mil sometimes a year. I don't no, think, I is he good enough to play on those tours, though? He must not be, or he probably would have. That's not I, – I wouldn't necessarily hold guys to that, per se. There's Maybe a lot not. Of, well, I've noticed throughout my experiences that there's a lot of Asian tours out there, especially where it's just like there's guys who have thrived, like Jumbo Osaki. He's actually – we talk about Sam Snead and his career victories, and we talk about uh, Gary Player and his worldwide victories and uh, and uh, uh, frequent flyer miles and Tiger Woods and all his victories. Jumbo Osaki, I was just goofing around Wikipedia and him the other day. I think he has – won more tournaments worldwide than anyone else because like he has like what like, i'm gonna look it up but he has like 135 wins and 120 are on the asian tour it's just like the what tour because it's not televised around here yeah. but those are still at a certain level the best of the best and hell case in point i'm always gonna bring it back to my boy brooks kepka he he got kind of like right under our noses grinded it out on like some middle eastern tour yeah, and like, like peter uline at yeah Pete's a great guy. Yeah, I mean, those guys grinded out, and, and he, didn't Pete say, like, he purposely went to the European tour instead, where he's just like, no, 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 I'm going to uh, he steer the wheel over there. But um, yeah, He must be thinking, damn, it was 50-50. One of us is going to make it to number one. Not him. Oh, well, fair enough. Um, what was I supposed to look up here? I just whipped up my phone. I tried not to. Um, uh, that's a you question. That's a you problem. That's a, Oh, yeah, that's a me problem. Well, I'm sure I'll think of it, but uh, so – Poor Biochem is suspended three years. I'm really hoping or thinking he had something up his sleeve, and I know a lot of people are advocating to get him on the PGA Tour, and he certainly can. I'm sure. If you're number one on any tour, I think you can slide into the PGA Tour pretty – or some tour over here. He'll probably pretty. get some exemptions to a couple of events. Yeah, of course he will. I mean, he's getting, did you see his belt buckle? I mean, like, this guy is like – this guy's flashy. I like him. This guy fucks. <laughs> like Tommy Fleetwood, eh? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Wow, that, that made, ended quickly, the Tommy Fleetwood stuff. That's sad. I hope it comes back. We could bring it back. No, no, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Tom, four times. That's another, yeah, another subject for another time. Um, uh, this, this, by, so I saw the foot. Did you see the footage, Zach, of him? Uh, yeah, the I bird? So I don't know if the bird it would generate in America, but I'm just for now going to call it a very American gesture because I know what it means over here. And it doesn't mean like, oh, well, over in England, it means get me a half dozen eggs. I mean, it just like it doesn't have like an alternative, like benign meaning to it. It's the bird. It's it's kind of how Samuel L. Jackson said the term motherfucker. Like what you say that in China, everyone knows what you're talking about. Like it's like the most English thing where it's just like, whoa, listen up. Like, no, this is like shit's going down or something. But um, but that being said, uh amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals from courses to help you attain or retain certification to individualized coaching services to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen management concepts optimizes your professional development online in person individually or groups it's training that's measurably better Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. I feel like he looked like he knew exactly what he was doing on one hand, but on the other hand, I watched the audience reaction. They didn't do much. Uh, a lot of people might not be hip to, uh, like, the Asian culture and the discipline and shame that they use with everything. It's like, you know, nobody really reacted. The fact that uh, I'm, not actually, I'm honestly not shocked at the suspension whatsoever given how like Asian cultures work, it makes 100% perfect sense to me. And if this guy's the number one guy on the Korean tour, he should just slide right over anywhere he wants to very simply. Yeah. But that all that being said, um, I, I'm happy because I got to know Bio Kim. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's not a, he's not a Ho-Sung Choi. What he's a no name, Ho-Sung Choi, folks. What a name, Bio Kim. Well, you you know how Asian um, the, how they conjugate their proper nouns for their uh, names, don't you? Is it Kim Bio? 
Well, that it, they actually do it backwards. I know I'm going to kind of word this the wrong way or whatever, but you notice how there's a lot of Asian folks uh, who have a last name Park or Kim or Song. There's just a lot that are like very similar. Well, what that is, honestly, from and, and some people can correct me on this, but like the general information that I've gathered is they actually flip the first name and last name as opposed to like how a lot of us Westerners and Whitey does it. So like Park and Kim is like John or, or, or like Robert, like very common style names, so to speak. Not Smith or Johnson, not last names. That's, that's your proper family name. And they put those in front, or at least that's what I've been led to believe. But whenever you're filling in reservations for the, the Asian invasion at your course and 50 Koreans come in through the door, it's a lot of Mr. Park, Mr. Park, Mr. Park, Mr. Kim, Mr. Kim, Mr. Lu, Mr. Wu, Mr. Wong, Mr. Song. It's, it's just a lot of, Great. I hate to say it. Well, yeah, but what happens for like, I look at it like, yeah, they probably look at it as a lot of us American round eyes and go a lot of Browns, a lot of Johnsons, a lot of Smiths. I mean, it's just, that's just how it goes. So, yeah, no. so but like, I am yeah. happy. I'm happy to discover Biochem. And did you see uh, Kevin Nas Caddy? I forget his name, but I saw it. Uh, you see uh, what he was wearing today? No, I didn't. Oh, shoot. Um, I forget who tweeted it. Uh, Caddy Network retweeted it. Um, that's how I saw it. But uh, Biochem, uh, uh, Kevin Nas Caddy, and I'm pretty sure they said his name, and I forgot it at, at the moment. But uh, he was wearing a hat that said Free Biochem. That's amazing. That's the best. Any Free anything hat I'll wear. I mean, yeah. It's like, free hand candy. I could wear a free Zach Penser hat and people would be like, Love oh it. my God, who's Zach Penser? Like, what did he do? <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And they'd be like, free Zach Penser too. We had a guy in the Coast Guard on our ship who like, I guess got like mouthed off or whatever, got his ass busted to mess cook duty. And then he was working in like the deep sink in the scullery, like washing like all the really terrible dishes. And everyone started, his last name was Bell and my friend Julian Bell. I lost track of him years ago. I know he's not a golfer, doesn't listen to this, but hey, Julian, how you doing? We all started to write on our knuckles, free Bell to the point where like after a couple hours later it got around and like the, the officers cracked down and said you need to knock that off we're like oh we we're just fucking around like we're not starting a mutiny or anything <laughs> so uh free bio kim <laughs> free bio kim that's the shirts we yeah. should start selling wow not a bad idea well andrew i really wish you were here for us to uh to uh, discuss that all together um and that's why i keep hoping he's gonna jump into the uh the conference call or whatever <laughs> anytime <laughs> Is going to be the name of the podcast. Hashtag free bio Kim. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Nice. Yeah, write that one down. So uh, what else you got, Zach? So we got uh, Cam Champ. He won last week for his uh, second win. <clears throat> I guess we could backtrack a little. We don't have to get into too much detail, but we missed a couple of weeks in the swing season. Now we're back on track. But Joaquin Neiman yeah. won. Sebastian yeah. Munoz won. And then last week, Cameron Champ won. And we would have had uh, we would have had uh, uh, Andrew attended the uh, great the what, what was the tournament that uh, Green Joaquin, Bear. Green Bar, what was it called the Greater Military the Military Tribute at the Greenbrier. That's it. Yeah, military tribute. Yeah. Um, okay. Yes. And Joaquin. What also we have uh, two golfers from the, the a continent. It's not this one that won uh, two tournaments in a row. Tell us about that, Zach. Two South Americans winning it. One uh, Chilean and then one Colombian. That's killer. What do you know about uh, what do you know about either country? Have you uh, have you ever had Chilean sea bass? I was waiting for you to shoot me there. So, Chilean sea bass, excellent. Colombia, Coke. A cola or what? No, the snorting type. That's oh, so all I know about it. Well, 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 I'll ask you more about that off the air. That's inappropriate, Zach. Come on, what are you what are you talking about here? We can we'll definitely get flagged for sure for that now. Come oh, on. Oh wait, I do have good. Stuff and and you'll have the Mounties. Here, the Mounties are listening to this, you know. <laughs> Damn, that's them coming. <laughs> I was the, the alarm was for. You said damn. <laughs> I actually do have a little bit on Sebastian Munoz. He. Uh, allegedly was going to quit golf and go work on his family's farm in Colombia had he not qualified for the tour. And he made it on the last round of his, what would have been his career to get a tour card. And now PGA Tour winner. How but again, had, you had to tie in his family farm and the Coke again. Somehow this all applies. I know it does. The poor Coke fellow. Farm. Well, we, we wish Sebastian uh, all the best and I'm sure he's doing great. And, uh, uh, yeah, one thing I did here, fun fact, uh, this will be the Chilean sea bass fact of the week. I guess um, we're running out of them or something. 
Like oh. there's some, there's, I, I read uh, some, some, some study about how it's nothing that we're doing. It's just the way the planet is or just the way that species is. But it's like, there's actually a finite amount of those fish left. Like for, Bad. especially in sea bass. So. Sad. so if you haven't already folks, you know what I'm talking about. It's pretty good. I know uh, fish can be pretty stinky for a lot of people. So eh, whatever. Yeah. Zach, I want to ask you a question real quick. I know you didn't hear too much about it, but we can kind of uh, just vamp upon it as uh, as we know or whatever. Evidently, Rory McIlroy came out in the news today with an apology uh, because, and we'll reverse it back another couple of days, he made a claim, I don't know what it is, is word for word, that he said that the European tour courses are too easy or the fields are too deep or whatever because he just like shot 13 under and took like a T40 or something in the tournament prior or something. Uh, Zach, did you hear anything about this? And if you hadn't, uh, do you have any opinions or thoughts? Do you watch European tour golf at all? Or Not do you really. Think- I do watch some European tour golf, but I haven't heard his comment, but I guess it's similar to all the stuff with all the people except for Brooks being like everyone's shooting too low at the majors. No one's shooting low enough at the majors. People are all playing the exact same course. If you're better than them, you should beat them no matter what. People need to stop complaining. That's something I actually, as much as we like to bash NASCAR on this show a lot openly, and I don't care if uh, people uh, like that or don't like that, uh, there is, to me, one fun element about NASCAR where I really, truly feel like it doesn't matter the brand of your car, truly, your pit crews can really matter a little bit. But ultimately, if you're all driving the same stupid circle, there might be a certain degree of hidden talent there that makes somebody better than the other person because you guys are all doing such a mundane or not mundane, but you're all, you guys are all doing such a regular um, task or something where it's just like, well, who is better at this thing than anyone else? I mean, that's honestly, that's what always brings me back to the Olympics because I always picture stuff like thousands of years ago where it's just like, who throws metal borrow farthest? Who runs fastest in straight line? Who runs longest, the shortest? It's just stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Just who jumps highest? Who jumps longest? It's in the names of the events. I mean, I like the feats of uh, humanity. I mean, that's why no matter what happened, like uh, Ryan Lochte or Michael Phelps, I'll still celebrate multi-Olympian winners all the time. I mean, for sure. Hey, which reminds me, uh, real quick, fun tangent, a little off of golf, but I'm just going to ask you right now. It's not the Canadian fun fact, but who is the most celebrated Canadian Olympian out there? And you can't say like, well, Gretzky isn't Canadian, is he? Yeah, he is. All right, just just making sure. I, just, oh, I was okay. asking for. Come on, <laughs> the Toronto boy. The most famous outside of hockey, because it's. There's a lot. There's a lot in hockey. I might be completely butchering this, so someone could correct me. But I would think it might be Ben Johnson, the Olympic sprinter, who ended up getting his medal like revoked for cheating. But. I know. I know. Don't. I know. I know who you're talking about. He was Canadian. Yeah. Are you representing Canada in the Olympics? Yeah. Interesting. I'm blanking on that. I definitely know Ben Johnson, the runner, but I didn't know he's Canadian. Wow. Yeah, he's. Uh... Well, you guys didn't have like. Well, who's your most famous like figure skater? Come on, you guys got a few up there, right? Oh yeah. Well, like uh, like Johnny Ono or uh, or no, Johnny Alton. Uh, what's the virtue and Scott Moore? No, 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 no. There's this. Oh God. Uh, it's it sounds like Yoko Ono, but it's like his name's Apollo Johnny Apollo Apollo Ono. Oh, Apollo, Apollo Ono. Yeah, Apollo Ono. Yeah, there. Yeah, that guy was a legend. Just because of his started, name, though. I just yeah, like he did win. Words together. They're like a dork, and I finally said like Apollo Ono. Now that's not a real name. It's like no, that's his name. Is he oh, Canadian? Yeah. Um, okay, well, I think he was. Yes. Well, here we those go. guys is... wouldn't be more famous. Maybe Tessa Virtue and Scott Moore, though, the figure skaters. Oh, Apollo Ono's American. Mm. Oh, is he? He was that famous and that it spread around everywhere. Oh, who who else was I about to say who I thought was a, uh, a Canadian skater? Uh, what about Johnny Weir? Mm. You know who Johnny Weir figure is, right? skating guy. Skater? Yeah, I know. I know who yeah. he is. Yeah, he's, uh, well, let's get it out there. Very gay. Ah, crap. Very gay. He's American, too. <laughs> He's from Coatesville, Pennsylvania. Oh yeah, not Canada. <laughs> not. We should make like the South the South Park song. Blame Canada. We should uh, change it to not Canada. Not Canada. <laughs> Anytime you think somebody's like really funny or like really polite or like oddly gay, it's just like not Canada. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Great tangent. Uh, Oh, hey, I'm, I'm Captain Tangent. That might be. Should we go to the Canadian fun fact? 
sure. I was going to ask you. Uh, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. So this one, very recent. Someone is leading the PGA Tour this week after round one. Shot eight under. Do you know who it is? I cheated and looked already, and I no. forgot. So, um, oh, he's Canadian? Nick Taylor? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. I actually did know that. But I did look at that right before we, uh, we uh, started recording. So that, that was, that was kind of cheap because I would have probably said someone's uh, some stupid name. But, uh, yeah, this is a pretty interesting uh, lineup here. We got uh, two lefties uh, up there and Brian Harmon and Phil Mickelson, for crying out loud. I mean, ooh, Maverick McNeely, six under. Wow. That's Maverick cool. McNeely is one of the best names in sports. I am – I've been scratching my head for at least two and a half years now. When I worked at Encinius Ranch, it was either an employee there or somebody who golfed there that I just happened to like come across as a friend. Somebody knew Maverick McNeely. Like they were his godfather or he knew their parents or whatever. Like it was just one of those like, yeah, I watched Maverick grow up or whatever. And this was when Maverick was like 16 when he said it to me or like okay. or 18. I'm just like, that's a very interesting name and a hotshot golfer. And for the life of me, I didn't just think this name out of midair. Somebody told me about this name. I knew about Maverick McNeely somehow, and I was trying to get close to them. But and Brian Gay, six under, shout out. Brian Gay. Uh, so the Canadian fun fact: that's uh, Nikki. I, I apologize. I didn't even have. I couldn't even loft a, a an answer, <laughs> or, or at least like like a loft an answer your way. <laughs> Whatever but you got, you got the win. Oh well, thank you. Appreciate it. So, uh, um, well, actually, let's keep it going uh, Canadian style. NHL debut tonight. Eh? It was opening night. Like, uh, no, opening night was yesterday. Way to puck stick night, puck drop. God damn it! God, I'm trying to be cool and fit in. I fucked that up. The Montreal Canadiens played tonight. But the Habs opener was tonight, right? Yeah, we were down 2-0 early. Scored three in a row in the third to take the lead. Gave up one, went to overtime, lost in a shootout. But we'll take the point on the road. We'll take it. To who? Who was it? Carolina. Those sneaky guys. team. Sneaky team. Sneaky team. Well, uh, yeah, good for you guys uh, are getting a team. Who? Well, it's not really you guys. Seattle. Oregon. Seattle's getting a team. Oh, I, I oh I thought you said you guys like oh who me the Southern Oregon coast. Imagine Bandon. they made a abandoned Oregon. Please. Abandoned golfers. Look, I, I'll admit, like, there, there's always been some talk. You get some professional baseball back in Oregon, and we love the Trailblazers in Oregon. Not me, the Royal We, like our friend Nolan, who I'm going to bring up here in a second. But uh, ultimately, there's no infra- there's not enough infrastructure to support two teams in this state. I mean, God, and then you got to look at states like Wyoming, North Dakota, South Dakota, Idaho. Those are four states that all touch each other, and they don't have any professional sports teams, those poor folks. I mean, Utah has the Jazz. That's it. I mean, and the jazz came from New Orleans because, you know, you know what the Mormons are good at. Scott, 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 Scotty and Jazzin, do that, that. Anyways. Love, uh, love the good Mormons. Oh, well, I do. Sorry. That that wasn't meant to be a slight. Yeah, I don't think the Mormons are listening to our podcast. But I if hope they are, they, we love them. I hope they are. Hey, no, you know what? My, my boy, David Sorensen. I, I hope he's still hanging tough uh, through all the episodes. Shout out David Sorensen. He's uh, hopefully a club pro now at this point uh, somewhere in Southern California. But uh, he, uh, I, I might have mentioned him on the pod before. We went to the golf academy together. And I remember that if I were to ever start a business venture or anything, I would have this guy on my team because he and I are 100% yin and yang when it comes to, like, all viewpoints and all considerations. But we never disagree with each other. It's like we, he and I were like the best team where it's just like, oh my God, I've never met other than him being a white dude. Also, I've never met a more or, and we were both straight white dudes. That's, that's, and we were into golf. That's all we had in common. Other than that, we filled every, in my opinion, we filled every single like debate gap, controversial gap, thoughtful gap. Like, like we, he and I probably could like ran a successful business together or something. I and mean, we still could, who knows? But I mean, he's a Mormon and that's the reason why we get along so great because I love my Mormons and I know what they're good at. It's everything. So that's why the Mormon should listen. What's that? That's why the Mormon should listen. Well, but we're also we're also kind of vulgar. I, I've 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 actually roomed with Mormons before, like my buddies uh, Hiram Davis and Brandon Brown. Shout out to those fellows when we lived in Aspen. Brandon was a very 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 devout good boy, and um, and Hiram, I could tell he was one of those guys who. 
when he grew up, he kind of didn't like the fact that he might have been in a church family, and it showed. But in the end, he still was, like, you know, a very sharp, clean cookie. Like, like let me put it this way. Like, Mormons, if you guys don't even, like, ingest caffeine and, like, essentially nothing else worse than caffeine, oh, I trust your judgment. Anyone who has, like, never had smoked a cigarette or never done a drug in their life, as much as I'd like to say you probably don't have as much worldly experience or interactions or like uh, health, uh, wisdom in that regard. I will trust your immediate judgment. There, there's a rumor that in America, our FBI agents, it's highly discouraged that they even drink in their off time. And I kind of look at that as like, fine, I want my federal agents to be sober as a bird a hundred percent because it's like th th those random few hundred people are going to be the people who take care of shit. And they don't mind being sober because they want, they're going to be our G men. That's what we call them. That or our Superman. So that's simple as that. Fair is fair. What did Nolan ask us? Uh, we uh, didn't get much talk on Twitter, but Nolan did bring something up. So Nolan asked, uh, now, of course, when I need it, now I lose it. He asked, bigger overreaction after Shriners round one. Phil's back and going to have a big year, or Brooks is going to start slumping after only shooting minus one? I... God, Nolan, thank you for providing good content Guys, Phil Mickelson's been around the block for a couple dozen years now. We we know this is his game. When he's won his five majors, it's when he's had four great rounds like he's had today under his belt, shooting six under in the first round of the Shriners. It's we we love Phil. We do. I love Phil. I'm I'm Camp Phil. If you listen to the the, the Ricky Potts, did not like the fact that uh, when he, he one of his questions was he asked me how many ti uh, majors will Tiger win? Will he catch Jack? And I just said immediately no. He's just like, that was quick. I'm like, no, he's not going to. Oh, yeah, he's a huge Tiger guy. I didn't know that. I did not know that until after I answered that question. Oh, good. He you don't want to suck to him. He sent me that question in an email, God damn it. So I knew how I was going to answer it and everything. And he, <laughs> it's not that he got me, but it was funny because I could just tell that, like, tone shifted, but he's being a very good host in his interview style. And, and he just – and I was just like, look, dog, I'm sorry. Tiger, when he won, I knew he was going to get 15 – and he got 15, like, right away. And now his back's been in shreds since then. So I don't know what to tell you. I don't want to mean to say the curtain calls now because we've given him, like, 15 curtain calls. But that being said, we, we, we had some good beer talk, and, like, I got back in his good graces. But, I mean, clearly, evidently, I'm a Camp Phil guy. So that being said, and I'm also, like, president of the DJ fan club, we need to temper our expectations here, everyone. Let's just, like, as one of my favorite gifs is Bill Hader from a Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Let's just... Let's just pump the brakes. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> let's all just settle down about Phil. He isn't, <laughs> we are just one week removed, literally, from Tony Romo beating him by five strokes, everybody. That is a very good point you make. <laughs> are you kidding me? Why are we talking about Tony Romo, by the way? Of all the pre-running, show-running notes, we don't even have Tony Romo on here, the poor bastard. I love hating on him, but I don't even have him on here. <laughs> also very good point. Well, everyone saw my reaction on Twitter. I said, hey, I'm as happy as I could be for a guy with that swing. So They know. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's not – I heard the no laying up guys say it. It makes sense. They said uh, Tony Romo was a starting quarterback in the NFL for a very long time, and he was very good at it. And that's one of only 32 guys can do that every week, uh, day in, day out, and that job usually changes. And then he just went and did what he did in the golf world, and he's a really good announcer. We can't hate Tony Romo. He's pretty special and pretty talented. Like, he's just a really special guy. I mean, yeah, it's crazy. It, it, there's just something that some people have, just like all the alpha genes or all the moxie or whatever. And, and I'm, I'm happy for that, for Tony Romo, that like, there are Tony, people like Tony Romo exist in the world. Really. I make fun of his swing because I just don't like the look of it. That's all. I, I'm actually being very literal. It, it'd be like me, you and me, Zach. Let's just say we're best friends. We go out on double dates, whatever. We go out to bars. We hang all the time. But then all of a sudden, I was just constantly like, well, I've never liked Zach's haircut. Oh, no, it's fine. Everything else is fine. No, everything. I don't care. I've never brought it up to him. It hasn't changed his life at all. But ultimately, I'm just like, yeah, if I was him, I wouldn't wear his hair, my hair that way. Moving on. That, that's how I feel about Tony Romo's swing, where it's just kind of like, oh, God. Well, to each his own. Moving on. And just like, hey, Tony, I love you. You're an amazing guy. Borderline Hall. He, he's probably an NFL Hall of Famer. Really? He I think so. He, he's a great dude, and he's got great numbers. I mean, and I'm not even a Cowboys fan. I won't even polish their knobs. I won't even get to that satisfaction. But anyways, uh, so yeah, sorry. Tony Romo tangent. Um, Nolan was uh, – so, so we have, on one hand, Phil doing good, and then we have Brooks Kepka 
just showing up and playing golf. I mean, that's about it. It's Brooks Kepler is either winning or he's just treading water. Just chilling. Which, don't you think that's what a lot of golfers are doing? Sort really? of. I think once they realize they can't win, but I guess these guys could go so low. Brooks could easily go like 10, no, no like maybe not 10, 800 tomorrow. He's right in it. Well, you're talking to a guy who I feel like every every nine holes in every round, I'm one swing away or a couple putts away from me. Like, oh, my God, that 78 is 72. Like, we're, we're just like, we're right there. Everything's just right there. And then and I kind of feel like that's how a 72 also goes to a 64, where you just hit it all that closer. You, I'll admit, um, I did shoot back-to-back 68. Uh, sorry, whoops, rewind. Back-to-back 78s at Manning Crossings. And I'll admit, one of the rounds I didn't really brag about because – I did have a couple shots where, like, one tee shot went into the trees, and then, it, like, they gently sailed back into the fairway, right in the middle of the fairway. I'm just kind of like, I take that away as a mental piece of salt going, doesn't matter what my score says on this hole. I did hit it in the trees. I did make a mistake. I did duck hook the fuck out of it. And for some reason, the gods were nice enough to let me go back in the fairway. And I'm going to take it, and I'm going to get my par. But at the same time, if we're really playing it, like, realistically, I made a mistake here, and I should have been penalized for it. I mean – we all like good luck, Zach, but I mean, you gotta, I don't know. I see enough golf. I've played enough golf. It's like, you really have to, God, I, I feel like I'm, I'm becoming such like an equalizing, like communist or pessimist or something like that, where I just look at it where it's just like, you know what? You, just golf isn't very, it's not going to be fun all the time. It's, but at the second you think it's just fair, you just leave it as fair and hopefully you get one good shot around. Yeah. Just, when you're practicing too, well, I guess not. But when you're not playing in a competition, that's a good way to think of it. When you hit one that should be a penalty or you should lose a shot, you should sort of think of it that way because you might not get lucky that way. I feel like you'll improve more than. It's true. Yeah, that's very true. So, uh, I mean, ultimately, I would say anytime Rory McElroy, uh, Nolan, anytime Rory McElroy shoots uh, even par, we're going to have an overreaction uh, Friday morning. I mean, I think it's just kind of like the uh, temperature of the water at this point. Zach. Rory McElroy, Brooks Kepka. No, I'm just saying in general. I'm picking oh, names. Like, like, so like Brooks Kepka, like he said, like, is it, are we overreacting that Brooks Kepka didn't shoot a great oh, score? Yeah, we like, we're, we're going to every time, every oh. time Brooks Kepka doesn't win, I'm going to overreact. We're right? big overreacting like, guys. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's true. <laughs> Why were you? Where did that come from? What? I was just I was just thinking that I'm a big overreacting you, guy with news. Oh, oh, Zach, do you know you know Steve Martin, right? And uh, and how Steve Martin and Dan Aykroyd did two wild and crazy guys. Yeah. I just all of a sudden thought I just heard the cadence of my head like we're two overreacting guys. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for the folks at home. I'm doing the dance with the fingers <laughs> and the Steve Martin impression. Oh, excuse me. Oh, right now, like, if you haven't seen it, folks, if anyone's younger than us or whatever, just YouTube. Well, no, you don't have to YouTube it. SNL has a great app, but uh, Tan Aykroyd and and Steve Martin did something that was pre Will Ferrell and Chris Kattan and Night at the Roxbury. That was kind of essentially it was those two same guys, but they were European. And they dressed all goofy, and they would do wild and crazy. <laughs> oh god! That's the new name of our podcast. We're two overreacting guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this podcast is running long. I'm uh, I'm getting delirious. What else do we need to cover, real quick, Zach? Uh, I feel like that's all. I think we did cover a lot of it. Um, what? Uh, I'm just checking some baseball scores. Is there anything you want to plug right now? We got anything uh, coming Dodgers up? Dodgers won, so congrats on that. Hey-o! Big W. I'm afraid I have to go to, like, the, the, the local watering hole just to, um, you know, just to just actually see the games. But uh, um, No, great. but besides that, I realize hopefully you guys subscribe and review because I realize it does make a difference for showing up to other people. Oh, it does? What, what yeah. do you mean? Oh, we mean for like all these, like, top 15 golf podcasts. Like if people search up golf. 15. Like if people search up golf on podcasts, the more of you guys who subscribe and review and comment, the higher up we show, the That's better good. content we give, the yeah, more money those, we have. Which they is do have their... Bad. What, what, what it's called? Like, they have their matrix and their algorithms, and that's how it works, obviously, with, like, the search and engines and stuff i i know I, I used to do e-commerce that stuff all makes sense but yeah exactly but, uh, anywho so um 
yeah so when you hear those annoying youtubers going like and subscribe they do it for a reason well they obviously know. yeah they're doing it for a reason i mean zach you you were the uh, captain of the ship and you want to see it sail somewhere you have a lot, a lot of great fellows under your employ and it's kind of tricky a little bit because some of these guys understand that you know we all have full-time jobs and we have to like you know try and feed our mouths at the same time while we're wanting to do this for you you know without compensation like people i'm only saying this right now because i get golfers ask me all the time it's like oh so are you guys getting paid for this yet it's like no that's the next step sponsorship's just right around the corner yeah but ultimately like well the rest of us have jobs zach this is his dream so like i i certainly hope it like comes to some type of fruition so like it can like do, do i mean make something so you know for sure we got to build it for the crew we're a we're a great like og group that's what i love we have the original guys stuck with mm-hmm. it Oh, absolutely. I mean, we, I remember distinctly, we did lose one fellow, Mark, which was, uh, Shane. Which, uh, oh no, Mark's still with us. Mark's my buddy no, Mark, at home. No, sorry. Not Shane, Mark though. Roz. Um, um, but yeah, Shane. Shane. Yeah. Shane. Yeah. We, we miss Shane because of, uh, his reasons make sense. It, it wasn't anything like you had to let him go. He, he, he chose to leave and it made sense. Yeah, and, he works uh, for the government. So oh, I didn't even know that much. Part of he the told, stuff. I think so. Or maybe it was something, maybe it wasn't the he, government. He told maybe. me, he, he told me he was like a like a little league coach or something. Oh, maybe something like that. But yeah, I guess he doesn't like some of the content. But... Well, I don't think he personally didn't like the content. I think he was just but uh, he was just being a very 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 fair human being. And, no, exactly. Uh, and it even you know what his his uh, actions and behavior made me actually kind of stop and think to myself and be like, well, what are my lines also? I mean, I think we all, I think we all as Zach as humans need to like stop and check ourselves and be like, well, what is too far? I mean, and what, and what do we choose to represent ourselves? Like to be fair, I've been asked uh, to write for certain people uh, uh, anonymously. And that was kind of the point is because we don't want to jeopardize like my job or my livelihood. But at the same time, like my Ricky Potts interview I did last night, I was totally unfiltered for 60 minutes about being a caddy at Bannon Dunes. And I don't think anyone, any caddy at Bannon Dunes has ever done that. Like nobody's ever been interviewed on a TV show or a podcast about yeah. being a caddy at Dunes or being a local or whatever. And I kind of thought to myself like, oh shoot, like I don't know if I spilled some beans that might've like offended some people. I don't know who's going to listen to this or whatever, or if it's going to reveal too much. Cause one of the questions he asked me was, what is the normal gratuity for a caddy? And I was just kind of like, oh boy, okay, here we go. I got to preface this with a shit ton of shit. But, uh, but ultimately I I think I was as as good as I could be without saying anything that would be like considered you know out of bounds so to speak. So are you like a small time celebrity abandoned now? No, but you know what the thing is, I'm not gonna I'm never gonna be a celebrity abandoned amongst my peers. That's the fun thing about the Caddy Shack is it's truly a bullpen of like when we're like just a whole bunch of dudes there who are. Like, we all get along and have a good time and hang out with each other. And, man, there's another two-star chase going by your house or something. I know. No idea what's going on. GTA stands for Greater Toronto Area. And Grand Theft Auto, folks. We're going to go to three stars in the chopper. Peter Gossett, what's going on down there? Anyway, sorry. Um, But, uh, yeah, sorry. I'm just – we need to wrap this up, and I'm just vamping about nothing. My only plugs I got is, yeah, you can listen to me on uh, the – uh, Wednesday match podcast coming up with Ricky Potts he he does man you've heard some of the people he's interviewed with you want to talk about an insider like he doesn't he doesn't like know like celebrities or famous people he talks to people about like apps and internet programs that help talk to members about like weather delays and warnings and he'll talk to somebody about that for like 45 minutes it's just like now that to me is an industry insider yeah but it's kind of dry. I did my best to just kind of help out, but uh, we'll share it on our Twitter as soon as it comes out, so the people will get to listen. Absolutely, and uh, and I did mention us from the back tees on there because he he also mentioned that he uh, he knows you. But uh, other than that, you can find me at Jerry Lou Looper One on Twitter as always. Uh, and all I can say is days are getting better. Days are getting better on the course right now. Weather's getting iffy, but uh, the uh, people are getting better right now. So you you don't have to worry about old Jerry Lou. He's gonna do just fine. Oh, good. And before we leave, hopefully you guys enjoy this epic outro we got going. Yes, we have outro music, too. The quotes are great. Thank you again for uh, uh, being a part of Sports Travel Radio. That's, uh, uh, as the Jeffersons said, moving on up to the (laughs) east side. But, I mean, to whatever side. It doesn't matter. To that that diamond in the sky. I messed up the second lyric. So, uh, 
Zach, it's been a it's been a great weekly chat with you, eh? Pleasure as always. We'll All right. catch up next week. All right, be the ball. All right, see you, Jerry. Oh, we could end it now too. Yeah, okay. I was gonna say, no, that was it. That was it right there. I'm okay, see you, Jerry. <laughs>